Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you are good and I hope you're fine. I hope your week has been um, nice and all. I hope you've had fun. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank you all for the love and the care that you showed me on Monday. Monday was my birthday and I was really, really touched. So many of you reached out to me, you know, wished me happy birthday. Some of you got me gifts. Some of you, you know, did a lot for me. Um, and I'm really, really grateful. It's, it's, you know, I, I you know, sometimes I find it pretty hard to, um, you know, to just come up with words, really appreciate people, especially when they reach out to me like this. It really means a lot. It really, really means a lot. Thank you. Um, the birthday was pretty quiet for me. I didn't, um, I didn't really say much about it. One, and then I didn't, um, I really didn't go out, you know. I was more, I was basically indoors. I had, um, it was more of a reflective moment for me. Um, it ended it ended pretty well. Went for rehearsal. Um, Apostle got to pray for me, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and then a friend of mine, right, got me an amazing gift. Um, she made me a dear Tyler key holder. And it's really, 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 really beautiful. And, um hopefully we'd be able to make stuff like this you know some of the merchandise initially like um it's still part of the plans that i have i really want to do like some really really cool merchandise for you guys um to have i want to have i want to be able to create like a journal leatherback dear tyler journal mugs um t-shirts now this key holder definitely um pens and probably an umbrella especially for my nigerian listeners we're about to enter the the whole rainy season and all so but anyway it's still it's still something that we're working on but um like i said i'm really really grateful for the gifts you know the attention and all it means a lot right and my apologies that you didn't get um, the extra, you know, the episode on Monday, right? I think I was just, I just wanted to leave it. I was thinking of doing like a birthday post or not. I was like, no, it's not really necessary. Um, Let's just leave it blank and then, but this Monday we're definitely going to get a post and all. So it would be, um, thank you for your patience and all, right? So we've, We've, um, you know, started a new series on the fruit of the, um, the fruit of the spirit, <clears throat> and um, today we're going to be talking about peace, right? Peace of mind—that's the theme. But generally, we're talking about peace, right? Um, I, I made a post on WhatsApp recently, uh, or rather, I made it yesterday. And I was talking about 
how tough it is to do this these podcasts uh, like to be honest right most times I've done my research right so I have like almost everything that I want to say penned out um, they're structured you know I've put them in a nice sequence and I expect you know you know that whole flow just to happen but the moment I got to this with the spade everything changed I am having to to learn in an experience to learn in an experience um, one of the highlights for dear Tyler for me is that I promised myself that I would be as vulnerable as possible. I I don't have life figured out. I don't have life figured out. I think it's either by the privilege of knowledge, privilege of experience that I'm speaking, but trust me, I do not have life figured out. And I promised myself that I would never present this podcast as a final authority or, um, you know, you know, some nice, um, well thought out avenue. I mean, well thought out um, description of life. In other words, I'm being as real as possible, as vulnerable as possible. I'm letting um, all of us know my frailties and the the, the goal, right, is for me to be able to or for you to be able to confident for you to be confident enough right to walk with me i posted something yesterday that i said um the goal of dear tyler right is not to um the goal of dear tyler is not to act or to be perceived as smart no my intelligence would impress you, right? But my empathy would endear you to me. Um, I don't want to impress you, right? But I want to be able to get you, or I want to endear you to me, that you come to a realization that you're not alone in this life, right? I want the voice behind dear Tyler to be familiar, something that you can relate to something that you can relate to that is my goal and that is my hope and so i promise to keep it that way right so um the discussion for today is you know on peace of mind and you know we always try to use at least bible scripture you know bible stories to get our points across now when you think about peace uh, in the Bible, the the first instance that usually comes to us is the story of um, Jesus and the disciples while they're in the boat and there was a storm. Uh, it's, it's one of the major, major examples about peace. And you know the whole story, um, they were crossing over to the other side. I think Jesus had finished the either preaching um, to a multitude or feeding, you know, 5,000, you know, loaves and all. And 
on their way to the other side um there was like a major storm and the boat itself was was you know like being tossed to and fro because of the waves the disciples were trying to um uh, salvage the whole situation and Jesus was at the hull of the boat sleeping at the hull of the boat sleeping um on a pillow you know just put the pillow and you know Peter had to wake up and be like master don't you care that we perish and Jesus you know woke up looked at him and was like oh thou oh oh you guys you know <laughs> see me trying to um make KJV slang so oh ye of little faith and then Jesus stood up and rebuked the storm and then he now said peace be still peace be still it's it's a little bit you know it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing so i've been on a plane um i hadn't been on a plane for years right i hadn't been on a plane for years and i was privileged to go on a trip with uh, my friend david dam we went to worry for administration also administration but i remember how i was freaking out the night before the flight because like okay how am i going to react how is it going to be and um anyway so when the whole flight started you know it was all cool you know initially when the plane is moving on the runway and i feel that maybe it's because nigerian runways are pretty short um there was a whole lot of violence the whole plane was shaking 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 and then once we um and then the road like the runway itself seemed to have all of these um on leveled patches so it's like you are you were just you know running over like little speed bumps it was just anyway so but once we got up and we started gliding it was fine all of a sudden david was really tired and he slept off and I was awake because I didn't want to have a panic attack. Then when we like 15 minutes to the end of the flight, the pilot answered that um, we'll be experiencing a little turbulence. I could not imagine what it was going to be. Any small shake of the plane, I was like, ah, what is all this? You know, I'd seen a lot of videos about it. I'd laughed at a lot of videos, but now I'm in the whole situation. And you know, other people were, you know, pretty calm. People put their headphones on. David was sleeping, and I was just looking outside the window, like throughout. I was just in panic mode. I was like, Jehovah God, please, please, I beg, I beg. This is not the time. This is not the hour. And then you know, we landed, um, got to the hotel, did everything, and then in our on our on our return flight, um, we entered one of these planes with the propellers. And I was like, why didn't we enter the jet engine or why propeller plane do you get? But um, I think they mentioned something about turbulence too. But then either we avoided the turbulence, we had to fly a little bit higher or something. But um, I, I, I think I, I, I know what it means to panic. So for me, that's like the, the best example. I've been on 
a little boat ride you know if you want to get over to like my place in Tampa, you either follow through Benway fully by road or you could follow through um, another part of Benway called Buruko or a part of um, through Plateau State into Taraba and then you cross the river Ibi and um, you'll be on like little anyway we call them ferries because they ferry cars to the other side but they're actually just um, canoes right and with big platforms for your cars and everything um, so there, there wasn't really much you know disturbance on the water but I do remember a time where um, we had a family trip from Holland to London and it was a road trip and part of the road trip we had to take a ferry over the North Sea um, right so I took a ferry over the North Sea and I remember waking up in the morning because it was like a night trip um, so I remember waking up in the morning and seeing you know the waves crashing into the ferry actually it was a little bit um, turbulent right a little bit turbulent but at least there was some form of covering now imagine the disciples right um, being tossed to and fro by, by wind you know water um, flooding into their boat and then you look at the other side and you see Jesus sleeping it's almost madness it's almost madness sometimes I wonder where that level of calm came in you see when I you know when I think about this there, there are quite a lot of factors that are brought out in this um, scenario peace has nothing to do with the absence of situations, challenges, trials, turbulence. Peace has nothing to do with it. And so, you know, a lot of people have said that, said this before, and I believe there's a difference between peace and serenity, right, or tranquility, but I think I use the word serenity. Serenity is that um, calm state, you know, let's say a state of order in some way, right? Um, everything is just moving at a very calm, relaxed pace, right? Um, serenity is purely external. You could have a very serene um, environment and have um, individuals undergoing crisis, personal internal crisis. So peace has everything to do with an internal, um, it's more of an internal attribute. In fact, it's an internal attribute, really. Um, and it stems from um, a conviction on a certain reality. You are aware that you are facing something, but a higher reality occupies your mind, and that is what you believe in. Um, Jesus rebuked the disciples and said, Oh, you of little faith. And I believe he, it, this was, you know, after he must have preached, you know, told them that if God, you know, cares for um, the birds, you know, if God cares for the lilies, how much about you? You know, think not about what you should wear, what you should eat, all of these things, because your, your heavenly Father really cares about you. 
and Jesus was like, um, you are allowing the storm define your internal convictions. There's something that the Spirit of God produces in us, right? Um, that helps us walk through life with a certain level of internal confidence. And the confidence is stemmed from three things. Now, um, generally we could say the opposite of like peace or faith or, you know, it's like fear, you know, so uh, anxiety and all of these things, right? Now, um, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, no, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, Yes, if, I, if I'm correct, it says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, right, of power and of a sound mind, of power, of love and a sound mind. I learned this recently um, from Apostle Salman, and he, uh, he said that um, there are three things that fight fear. Three things fight fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. Though he didn't really go, you know, deep into it. But I took out time to meditate on it. And this is what came to me as an individual. The three things that will fight fear are power. Now, you are literally not afraid of what you have the ability over never so um let's take for instance right uh for those of us that know how to drive your first few moments you know learning how to drive um getting onto you know major roads the highway for the first time there is this panic right there's this slight panic that you may feel but over time once you've understood that you have the ability for it, it's almost like a reflex action. Ability. Ability has a way of chasing fear. Ability has a way of chasing fear. Ability has a way of chasing fear. That confidence in your ability, you know, um, or the ability of a certain thing, person, individual has a way of, you know, chasing fear. Right? Um... For those of us that love basketball, if you see um, Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson, you know, Trey Young or John Morant or someone, right? And you see them maybe at the um, three-point arc and they're about to take a free, th- I mean, a three-pointer. There's a certain level of confidence, especially if they're left free. They're not, um, they're not being tackled, you know, they're not being defended, you know, they're not being mugged. There's a certain level of confidence that you have in them because of their ability. You have seen their ability at work so many times, so many times, that it builds a certain level of confidence in you. So ability has a major, major role, or plays a major role in casting away fear, right? Number two, love. When you know that you are loved, you know that you are loved when you know that people care about you when you know that you are somebody's priority and somebody is consistently looking out for you right um it helps you 
right the bible says perfect love casteth out all fear it's 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 a major major point right for us love has a way of you know really really giving you this certain level of confidence so for instance you're meant to perform a task you're meant to do you know maybe perform a function or something and you are surrounded by people that truly value you it builds up a certain level of confidence imagine especially if maybe they're meant to join you up on stage you know you are um you've you've got that full support that full support right and then finally sound mind um a a sound mind where your mind is at you know at rest your mind has assimilated truth over time truth your mind has accumulated or assimilated truth um what really counts and you have built up convictions that form a certain level of stability right i think there's part of scripture that says wisdom and understanding will be um a person's stability now um how how can we you know properly relate this when you understand god's ability at work in you god's ability at work for you god's ability at work with you when you understand god's love for you and you have built up this is you have built up the proper mindset you know You've got the proper knowledge, truth, real truth, Bible truth, right? Has saturated you, right? All of these ingredients come together to form peace. Jesus was so, so, so aware of God's ability. He was so aware of God's love for him. And his convictions were so built, they were unshaken. And that's what granted him peace. Whenever, whenever we come in contact with anything that scares us, right? What we need to look out for is, do I have the ability? Is God with me? Does God love me? Right? And what are the convictions that I have built concerning this? And then engage them. It's very, very, very important. Another story that speaks about peace. You know, most of them seem to have to do with, you know, both situations. And um, was, you know, the story of Jonah, right? Well, there was a whole Jonah, you know, the whole story, you know, um, God telling him to go to Nineveh. And um, he decided to go um, to another place, you know then um you know god trying to get his attention you know cause the whole storms and all while the people were panicking they actually met jonah and was like aren't you concerned with what is happening do you understand aren't you concerned you know after they had you know cast lots and everything they found out that he was the one right and then um Aren't you concerned about it? Or, you know, I I sat down and, you know, thought about it. Like, where did Jonah get this level of peace from? He was like, I'm a man on a mission and God needs me or something. Do you understand? 
but there was this level of peace that he had another story of the shipwreck that paul you know and those people had that um, shipwrecked them to malta he was able to give them confidence um able to give them confidence the story of you know shadrach meshach and abednego before um nebuchadnezzar before they were thrown into the fiery furnace the story of daniel um you know all of these all of these instances are there all of these instances are really really there um jesus told, told us something he said that when you come before the magistrate right have no thought of what to say because the spirit of god would give you what to say he'll tell you what to say part time it means that peace really really comes from a consciousness of god his ability his love and his unbreakable and undefeatable principles real peace of mind comes from our consciousness of god his ability his love for us and the undefeatable um standard of his wisdom his principles there is something that the spirit of god works out in all of us right and one of it we get is peace one of it is peace I've really found it hard to define a lot of these things and as we get deeper and deeper I find out that um I find out why it's called the fruit of the spirit because every single attribute of these fruits is seen in somebody that has understood dependence on God every single attribute one not missing every single attribute of the fruit of the spirit is an expression of one that has learned dependence on the spirit of god so um how how does this really apply to us now how does this apply to us what are the things that are causing you trauma anxiety you know jesus said that my peace i give unto you not as the world gives right there is a, a certain peace that the world tries to give but it's nothing compared to what jesus gives nothing compared to what jesus gives he said that in his life there'll be many troubles but fear not you know because i have overcome the world how can we really make this applicable in our lives tyler understand god's ability understand god's love and understand the undeniable principles and then how can you also you know maybe more on a personal note right think about the things that cause you fear 
Work on gaining mastery over them. Your ability, your ability, your ability has a way of chasing fear. Passion, real, real passion for the things that you do have a way of chasing fear. Have you seen people that are passionate about an art, about a skill, about a certain thing, right? They, they tackle it with the whole of their heart. And gaining the right principles, that's just something that it does to your mindset and all. Right, Paul Edmondson has said, uh, be not confirmed to the thinking patterns of this world, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that uh, you may prove what is the good, um, permissible and acceptable will of God. Do you understand? Um, we have to learn to engage all these things, Tyler. And real peace, real peace comes from dependence. I think independence is one of the the the, the greatest catalysts for fear. Now independence from God you're not working on your own you're not working on your own ability you're not working on your own passion you're not working on your own wisdom there is a higher force there is a higher one that backs you there's a higher one that backs you remember in the Lion King right where the hyenas you know they had cornered Simba and Lana and they're like let me hear you all let me hear you all and um, Simba gave out that you know tiny cub roar and then the last and they were like do it again do it again and then the next thing there was a large roar and that was Mufasa understand you are like Simba but Mufasa is behind you that gives you peace Simba believed his father could do anything and so he gave him a certain level of courage whenever his father was around. Jesus said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible in Isaiah says, that can a mother forget her suckling child? Said never, but even if she will, God himself said that I would never forsake you. I will be with you even to the end of the age. You're the apple of God's eye. The consciousness of God, right? And you being a priority to Him really, really births peace. Storms will come, Tyler. Challenges will come. But your eyes must be on Him. Through the storm, you choose that what is going to be magnified is the one that loves you, the one that cherishes you, and the one that has got your back. It doesn't matter what you are going through. It doesn't matter what we're going through, Tyler. Man, I, uh, I, I'm just really hoping for a miracle 
for my life. This is my vulnerable state. I am really just hoping for a miracle for my life. But I've understood something. Worrying has not solved anything for me. Worrying has taken more away from me than I could imagine. And that's what worry and anxiety does. And every day I just pray and I'm like, Lord, help me to rest in your love. Help me to rest in your love. I may not be able to do it, but you can. And so, Lord, I trust you. And if there's something that you need me to learn to be fortified, teach me. But you see this life of independence? We're not doing it again. We're not doing it again, especially when it comes to God. Tyler, God loves you. God cares about you. What you're not able to do, God is able to do that and even much more. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly what we could ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. Dependence, 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 dependence. If you're going through that whole anxiety crisis, let your prayer be, Lord, help me to see you in everything, the good, the bad, the hard, the easy. Help me to see you. Help me to see you in everything. Um, so yeah, I think these are the lessons that I've learned so far. And I really hope that you're fine. Um, I may not be able to get to talk to you or you may not have people you know, around you to share stuff with Tyler, but God is there. God is there. And that's one person that I know is more than ready and willing to listen to you. God is there, Tyler. And he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves us. So, um, yeah. That's it for today. I really hope that what I shared blessed you, you know, um, and encouraged you. Right? On Monday, we're going to have another episode. Um, still working on it and all. But, you know, just, you know, let me know your feedback on this. And I hope that it really, really did bless you. Hope it really did bless you. Right? So remember that I love you. I believe in you. And I'm always rooting for you. God loves you. God believes in you. And God is always rooting for you, Tyler. Love you. Bye.